Rebecca Korn here, CEO of Rising Rule, Recovering Financial Advisor, and the queen to the reigning queens to whom I coach and so incredibly bring light into the world. To those who are joining us inside of our podcast for some value-only drips of content, I'm really excited about today's podcast on so many levels. Interviewing Mackenzie was such a joy. She has this clarity and power of what legacy really is about for herself, what it means to be a leader, what it means to integrate layers of her past into wholeness of the confections of life. And when you are leading with your legacy in your heart, something changes with your leadership strategies, your business strategies. There are so many things of magical proportion that infuse and enlighten. And for that reason, I could not not interview Mackenzie. (laughs) Mackenzie and I worked together in a financial firm years ago, and I have an immense level of respect for her, her vivaciousness of life and so much more about what she stands for and what she represents. It was, again, one of my greatest journeys and honors of being able to interview Mackenzie. She's a busy, fierce woman, and her giving this time with us was truly special. I hope more than anything, as you are moving through this podcast, you really connect with the essence of what legacy meant to her, why she journeyed on this path and how she embodies it and what it's changed within her journey. This year, I am giving away 12 gifts, which is really exciting, specifically for you. Those of you who listen to my podcast, those of you who invest and go the distance, I want to extend this opportunity to Place our names in a random picker. If you tag us in your story, whether it's on Instagram or on Facebook, wherever you end up tagging us, you'll be selected to enter to win a special gift. Maybe it's a Starbucks card. Maybe it's a gift for me. Who knows? I don't even know. And that's kind of the best part. So if you are enjoying this podcast and you screenshot it and you just give us a shout, that's a huge blessing to us. If you feel like going the extra mile, and following and giving us a beautiful rating, we would be so deeply honored because it helps more people like Mackenzie to have space in this podcast because I know that it's impacting people like you. So with no further ado, let's jump into meeting Mackenzie, learning her story and getting some perspective to elevate, to rise, reign and rule. So Mackenzie, tell me a little bit about you. You are just rocking the world of cake, everything cake, everything icing, everything sweet and delicious. And like this journey of baking in such a legacy. I'm really excited about this. So tell me a little bit about you and your business. (laughs) Um, So I am originally from central Pennsylvania. Uh, Harrisburg, PA is home. And I now cake out of majority out of Middletown, PA. 
And then through, throughout the month, I head to Ohio and I will cake out of Cincinnati as well. The, yes, yes. So <laughs> duly located for the cakes and I gladly travel for cake. We've had some really cool experiences where I've gotten to go across the country and, you know, cake down in Dallas, Texas and out in Arizona. And a few weeks ago, I had a wedding in Maryland and, you know, just like traveling for cake is, I always love to travel, but traveling for cake has taken the cake ultimately. Like it is the frosting and the cherries and everything else. It, yeah. <laughs> I think I have a sugar rush just listening to you. I have, I have like chills, like feeling this because I, I run for cake. I mean, if somebody's like, oh, there's cake in a mile, I will run for it. But I mean, that's, that's one of those things that, I mean, you're truly all about cake. You're even using it as an adjective. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cake is an adjective. It is more than just a noun. It is a verb. I am constantly caking. And, you know, it, it just describes every and any part of the cake. You know, what are you doing? I'm caking. Well, like, what does that mean? Well, I could be baking. I could be decorating. I could be planning the cake. It's, it's just all encompassing. <laughs> I love this. So you journeyed into entrepreneurship when I met you back in the day, you had a full-time job that was like nine to five-ish and all you could talk about was cake also, even then. Like I remember you talking about how you love baking with your mom in the kitchen. Tell me about this. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this oh, warm spot because, you know, I grew up caking. I grew up with a fabulous mother and an influential family. And my mom has, she's, she's made cakes all of my life and some. So, you know, when I was just a little tot, I remember having the easy bake oven on the counter in our cute little home. And it was in our home itself is the home of my great grandmother. So, you know, the home that I grew up in was my great grandmother's home. So, you know, imagine just all of this nostalgia of like, you know, these are the walls that the family cooked and baked in. And so, you know, mom, she's making these big, beautiful wedding cakes. And I'm just like, I want to help. And she's like, why don't you get your oven out? And so, you know, so it was a great distraction. I would get my easy bake oven and I'm feeling great as I'm pushing, you know, the little pan through and she's over here crafting like this cakes, like what's behind me here, which is this just gorgeous wedding cake. And it became like her staple cake all through like the seventies through the nineties where she would make this sheet cake almost on the bottom. And then you would have pillars that went to additionally tiered cakes. And then from these cakes, there's a bridge that would go to the satellite cakes. And those are also stacked and tiered. And if you circle back to the central cake, then she has a working water fountain and at times with lights, like mind blown. Are you know? kidding me? Oh my God. Talk about an experience. And now I'm looking at this picture, guys. I know you can't see this. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to like infuse this somehow into the um, imagery, but you know, she, she's making this sound like it's like one small bridge. Ladies, there's like 12 layers to this cake. I mean, there's 12 cakes to this cake with multiple bridges all encompassed around and i see this woman in the background just radiating in absolute joy just big smile is that mom that is i don't know if it's me or mom at this point <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is mom that is mom in the picture you know here at my cake studio i it was important to me to have a gallery wall 
And, you know, I wanted to just constantly get this reminder every time I'm here. And, you know, whenever a client comes for a consult or a tasting where they can see, you know, who, who like brought me here and, you know, why I'm doing the things that I do. It's, it's important. Family is so important. And it's always been something that I valued. And, you know, after losing my father, it was just like, I, I just hold on to those things so much more because like, who are we without those who helped show us and teach us, you know, such really valuable lessons and memories that we get to carry with us. Like, on my other corner, I have my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, and they're cutting an anniversary cake. And it was a cake that my mom made. And that was, that was, you know, a tradition for them. Every year, my mom would make their anniversary cake and they would sit down and cut the cake like as if it was their wedding all over again. Just so, so beautiful. Like food is love. Cake is love. Like I just, I've always loved and felt found joy in the cakes and like the pandemic really allowed me to like just seek out that joy again and <laughs> I wanted to be able to share it more yeah so I, I think that you know when I think of cake it shares the story that's unwritten almost of, of hardship and inspiration at the same time it's also so connected to legacy and tradition and you know, really wrapping the family in this beautiful experience of being able to get together and partake in this, but you're taking this to a totally different level where you are creating this, this, you're drawing inspiration from each of your clients. So tell me a little bit about your process when you're working with a client, you know, I'm probably the most indecisive person when it comes to cake. Um, I, I want all of it, so I can't make a decision, um, <laughs> it seems, but I also, when I'm sitting in front of, you know, a cup of coffee or, or a beautiful cake, you know, I'm thinking about the ways that that came to be, you know, how recipes have failed, how, you know, they've, they've really ushered in the, the, um, practicing the craft of putting these things together and really embodying those layers of legacy and how it got in front of me. Tell me about how you, you know, weave into those pieces with your clients, babe. Yes, oh my goodness. So I am an indecisive client's headache and biggest joy at the same time. <laughs> um, and that's because I love options. I believe in having options. And I believe that you should feel excited over your cake. And so, you know, when I make my jars, I have a standard selection of cake jars and I, I still bring in some, some excitement by doing a seasonal menu that rotates. But when we're doing a custom cake, it's, tell me, what do you want? <laughs> and they're like, right, like, same look you just gave me. <laughs> I want? I don't know, tell me what I should want. And it's like, you know, so you take them through this process of just posing that, you pose that statement to them, you know, tell me what you want. <laughs> and they're like in shock. And then, so you start to guide them and it's like, okay, well, what, what do you think of on the flavor? What flavor, what's your favorite cake flavor? You know, what's a flavor that gets you excited? What's something that you enjoy from your daily, your weekly dessert or your daily dessert? 
you know, what are the things that, that bring you joy ultimately when you think of cake and when you think of food. And then it's just this process of you're really allowing them to create whatever fits their style. And often, you know, all clients are like, well, can maybe I should just do like vanilla or, uh, you know, we can do like a, a confetti or like a funfetti style of cake. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, but what else do you like? And I, I love, I love, especially when I'm meeting with like, you know, with couples that are getting married and they're like, well, what, what are our options? <laughs> it's like, they're open, they're endless, <laughs> you know? And so I'll send for my clients that are truly indecisive, I'll send over a suggestion list of popular flavors. So that way it can help start the conversation. But then I will challenge them to create a list of all of the flavors that excite them. And I'll, I'll challenge them. I'm like, we'll put a number to it and we'll say like, you know, make a list of five or make a list of 10 flavors that excite you. I want you to think of the cake. I want you to think of the filling. I want you to think of the frosting because you have options. And then when we sit down for our tasting, I will create like, you know, little mini cakes for them to enjoy. And based off of the combinations that they've expressed, and we provide like little just separate containers with like flavors, whether it's the frosting flavor or it's the filling flavor. And then we go through this full experience of, you know, how of like, let's, okay, try this as is, try this as is. And then why don't you try this with that? And, you know, you talked about this. So what about pairing these two together? Like, I love, I have a client that they, they've done a dinner for last year, they did a dinner for Hanukkah and they did like this really big, beautiful family gathering. And they, they're like, can you do some traditional desserts? And I said, well, let's, let's try it. Like, let's see how we can create, you know, these, these desserts in cake form and that represent, you know, your family. And it's a gift to your friends and your family to represent your family and, you know, a, a segment of your culture and your religion. And it's so exciting. Like, <laughs> it's so That's exciting. incredible. Like talk about really listening to, to the client, really understanding these decades worth of like, intergenerational stories that come forward for them and sometimes there's like a powerful lesson in in the way that those flavors hit the palate i went to cedric's um um place in in france and it was wild to watch these combinations of cakes come out including asparagus flavored like what is this and i totally judged it before it got to my got to my like plate i was like i am not gonna like there's no way and we we sat for like a 10 course cake experience which was one of the most like richest experience i've ever experienced in my life because the the thought-provoking aspects of the ways that he creates other things that are cake but they're not like what you would think of a cake right so like an orange but it's a cake it looks exactly like an orange and your your brain is like trying to connect these things and it just can't and so i look at like the the legacy that you're embodying and you're saying some pieces here from a business perspective that i'm really curious about so you said you know covid kind of um fast-tracked your business in this world so you went from like 
cakes to riches in COVID. Um, so tell me about that. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I was cooking for my grandparents. Um, so <laughs> back to family, you know, family and food, it's important. And I've, I've earned over the years, I've earned bonus grandparents. So I was really fortunate to be raised by, you know, both sets, my maternal, and my paternal grandparents, but I've also inherited a number of other grandparents and I feel blessed to have them in my life, you know? Um, and so one of my set of bonus grandparents, Granny and G-Pop, they are, or they are and were in their nineties. So during this time, you know, I would go deliver uh, just dinners and, and lunches, you know, just fun little things and just deliver them. And it became a thing where I could see how excited they were, even though we couldn't hug, even though we couldn't stay and, you know, do a crossword puzzle or, you know, play bananagrams and listen to the trash talk that <laughs> these two lovebirds would exchange. It was just so overwhelming for, for me, like to be able to do this. And, you know, also with my grandmother, Drena, and just like quick little drop-offs. And so to see that I could do this and bring joy from a quick delivery, I was like, well, why don't I make them dessert? Why have I only been limiting them to food, just savory meals? So, <laughs> so then I got back in the kitchen and I'm like, yeah, maybe you should pull out your mixer and you should do the things. <laughs> so, you know, like so many others, I made banana bread. <laughs> and, and, I, love it. I mean somebody drops off banana bread for me during COVID I'm like you're my best friend <laughs> where have you been my whole life but this is Mackenzie got to, yeah. to my listeners this is Mackenzie Mackenzie has this essence of her that immediately infuses a room with warmth and what I am seeing is that you know, your cakes can travel 1500 miles and that warmth is just delivered. And yes, she does ship uh, nationally, right? With your jars. Um, so so if people are listening to this and their mouth is watering and they're like, man, I really want this cake, um, please visit her website. It's gonna be included in here. But this really is the essence of who you are. Like, how, how could I stop with savory? I mean, you could, and th that's a reasonable thing. I mean, just doing that is such an incredible outreach of, impact and enrichment but to be able to move this then to banana bread and and yeah go on I'm, I'm so curious about this <laughs> yes so you know so I started you know exploring more desserts and you know trying more treats and then it brought me to think well I have other relatives that are across the country that I'm sure could use a little joy and they're used to always ask since like high school and middle school when are you going to send us some cake and I would always laugh at them, like, how am I going to send you cake, you know? <laughs> how am I supposed to do this? And, you know, I thought back to a relative that gifted me with shipped cake for graduation. My high school graduation, one of my cousins sent in cupcakes. And I was mind blown, like, you know, how in the world did she ship these? And so my, you know, I just kept thinking and like, I can send cake. You just need to allow yourself to get creative, as my brother loves to tell me. Just allow yourself to get creative, you know, just test and do more tests and try it. And so that's what I did. So, you know, I would do the tests and I was, you know, trying different controls and, you know, going through different things and testing out to family, like, hey, can I send you cake? And, you know, sometimes your family, like, they're kind. So then I'm like, 
other like distant friends, like, can I send you cake? But you have to be totally honest with how it gets to you. <laughs> and so I just started testing and I came up with this thought of, I can put them in jars and the cake won't be ruined because I can be a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to the beauty of things because you eat with your eyes first. And at times, you know, you get it. I see the look, you get it. You totally. eat with your eyes first. Yes, you totally do. You know, I go back to Cedric. I'm comparing you to Cedric because Cedric is the top, for those of you guys who don't know, Cedric is like the top um, pastry chef in the world. And he got there really grittily. He's um, he's really a pioneer in a lot of the things that he thinks of and how creative he gets. And so as a baker, as as somebody that's that's infusing this creativity with this legacy, you've got tradition infused in that, but you also have the perfectionist. You also have this like mastery focus that's all about Mackenzie. Like that is just who you are. And you're like, I am going to figure out how to be the master of the way that this is inspiring other people. And, and I'm going to get it to them. And I think when you have that wild dedication toward greatness, it could be really frustrating. Tell me about that. Cause uh, COVID's like COVID you're isolated. You're probably thinking, are you thinking you're crazy for thinking of this? Are you like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like what, what's coming up for you? Oh my goodness. All the things. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I started thinking like, how realistic is this? Is this something that I can do and that I can scale? Is this something that people are going to want? And it's like, are people going to understand cakes and jars? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, and then I think back to when we transitioned to cupcakes from cakes and like, you know, because cake was such a thing where you sat down, you had it after a dinner, you know, and then it's, it's defined the laws of when you can consume cake and where you can consume cake and how, you know, imagine like I went to school 300 miles away from home and there were times when I was at school that I would crave things that were sentimental from home. And, you know, when I'm home, I crave things that I've explored from school. And it's like, how do you, how do you find, you know, wherever you are and you get the things, you get the cakes, you get those, those tastes of, of memory and nostalgia. And how can you like have all of that in one? And so I wanted to make something that was accessible and, you know, like my brother lives in Ohio and I'll, the majority of my recipes, actually all of my recipes are from the foundations of my mom and my grandmothers. And so, <laughs> oh my God, my whole heart, my whole heart, I'm going to bust into tears. So, you know, it's like, how do you send, like, I want my brother to be able to have these cakes that remind him of home you know, even though he's not always able to get home. I want my aunts and my uncles to be able to have the flavors that, you know, their sisters made or their mother made or, you know, things like that. And that, it, oh my goodness, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it, but I feel so, so special and so blessed to be able to do that. You know, I feel honored to have learned the recipes and to have spent time, you know, with my family to, to get these things and to be able to incorporate them in these flavors. And then to take like something like, you know, I've been able to take cakes that we haven't had in years and just bring them back to life 
<laughs> you know, like things that, you know, it was, it was like my grandfather's favorite cake or it was my aunt's favorite cake. And, you know, they, when they passed away, we stopped making them. And so to bring those back or, you know, like I always loved a bonfire, like after Friday night football games, we had a bonfire. It was a thing. Well, for me, I was adamant we were going to have a s'mores bar. That was a thing. Like at every bonfire, you had to have your options of s'mores. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love this. So to create then like a s'mores cake. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a thing. It's a thing. That is, that is my thing. Like I love to take those moments of nostalgia, you know, like I like cheesecake. I, I do not love making a cheesecake. My grandmother, phenomenal cheesecakes. Like, but I wanted to still have cheesecake. So I have a seasonal cheesecake. So, you know, what do you do? You make a graham cracker cake and then I do a cheesecake mousse. And what? Yeah. Oh my God. So you're, so you're really taking this dedication to like simple homemade ingredients but you're incorporating a culture that emphasizes family moments and kindness and warmth. I mean, this is like, I feel like you just took the bonfire and put it into the, the s'mores cake. I feel like you took the, the, the beauty of what cheesecake has to offer, but you made it into what is really beautiful and cultivated with longevity, but also simplicity, which is the essence of true love, right? Like that, that just, that just speaks to me on so many different levels. So you, you had also mentioned that your dad passed away. Yes. Um, am I, am I allowed to go here? <laughs> yes. I did not ask her about this guy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm totally plot twisting her and, and putting her on the spot. So yes. tell me about how that changed you know, the way that your life was, was going because you were, you were on track for big corporate measures. You were on track for, for really taking, um, taking the cake and in the corporate world more so when we knew each other. So tell me, tell me about this. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Um, so where do we start? I guess, well, I guess start with, we actually just had the anniversary of dad's death. So just uh, this week celebrates the 13th year that my father passed away. And it, oh my goodness, I, I feel so many emotions when I think of my dad. Um, my dad was ultimately my, my the first entrepreneur that I knew. And yeah, <laughs> so dad is the first entrepreneur that I knew. And a lot of my entrepreneurial spirit and my my comfort for risk within business and just betting on myself comes from watching him every day for the first 15 years of my life and almost 16 years of my life. And, you know, there were other entrepreneurs in my family. My grandfather was an entrepreneur before my father. Um, but right. You know, but I, unusual at those, at those um, generations to have two entrepreneurial. Yeah. So you, this is like a legacy for you. This is a part of you. This is a part of me. You know, I think of those days when I was a bratty teenager and, you know, my father would say, your last name matters. <laughs> you are an Anderson and you carry that with you. And so, you know, when I think of what I'm doing, it's like, yes, I, I'm carrying that with me. I am carrying the lessons of my father and you know, mom dabbled, like she did the cakes and but for her, it was a hobby. And so for me, it's like, you know, finding that trusting in myself to transition my hobby to my business. And, you know, that 
that truly stems from thinking of the spirit of my father. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Talk about the courage that you must have had to have to like revisit the amount of, of lessons that he engendered in his lifetime and for you to really connect with that and like have the forethought of saying like hold on a second my dad took a considerable amount of risk he went deep but he also went wide and then here's my mom who has a hobby which guys i know you can't see this picture right now but like the idea that this is a hobby like this cake is elaborate i mean it has a freaking waterfall with lights in it um in the 70 in this Yes, 70s. 80s, the 80s and the 90s it's just yeah <laughs> yeah I mean so you had some like intense parents who who had this like creative force inside of them that just unleashed within you and is coming through in your cakes which is so beautiful Mackenzie thank you That's yeah incredible. sorry yeah. To no no you're fine I I love it and yeah I mean I think as we're talking, as I think about dad and I think about entrepreneurship, I, I remember being young and, you know, one of the final businesses that my father owned was a restaurant and bar. And, you know, I remember, you know, going there and sitting at the bar with my father and no, I wasn't drinking y'all. He was not encouraging underage drinking, you know, <laughs> just simply sitting there with him. And, you know, at times during the day, it may be a little slower, but getting to to watch the process, getting to, you know, see the daily operations and, you know, sitting next to my father on a bar stool. And I remember him constantly telling me, this is yours. This is your business. This will be your business. And just him instilling that I will be a future entrepreneur without, but my father never told me that I will be an entrepreneur. My father actually, we set a path where I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon <laughs> and an athletic trainer. This That's a plot twist. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's just like, this was never, like, although he was instilling those lessons and telling me about how to do things, he always had expressed that, you know, subliminally and just like, on a, a smaller scale, that business would be something for me and that entrepreneurship would be something that I did in addition to the things, <laughs> you know, the big things. And so to, to make this my big thing, it's like, like, oh my goodness, dad, like if I could have a chat with you today, you know, what would you say about all of this? What do you Those, think you would say? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, the tears that can flow from the reflection. I think, so my father, my father and I had a very interesting dynamic where, um, you know, dad wasn't much of a girl dad. <laughs> and I say that as in like, he was rough and tough. So <laughs> like the sentimental moments where you could really see the vulnerability in his feels were limited. But I think I would get really vulnerable. I think he would. I think he would be so proud and just so overjoyed that I think it would be one of those rare moments where you can't you can't dim his smile. And he would tell me, as always, to do more. 
upgrade girl. Keep going. Um, but I think it really, I think it really speaks to the way that you were raised. I mean, he didn't, he didn't let you know that, you know, as a woman, because I mean, that wasn't at the time, it wasn't as as frequent that you would see a woman in leadership or even owning a restaurant and bar. So like his his forethought and being able to anticipate that and also begin to really um, weigh in on on your leadership at that age. I mean, that's just that's it speaks to what type of consistent but also what type of mover and outlier he and and your mother really are because i mean it really comes through and what you embody mackenzie and and what a beautiful um thing to witness over here like this is just so beautiful to to feel from you too because i i know i know that when we i remember the first time i was chatting with mackenzie and she was going on and on about this like cake that she wanted to bake with her mom. And I just didn't understand. I was like, I, what, why are we baking cake? Like what, what, what's happening? And then like her passion around this just like tied up my heart and pulled me into it immediately. And it was almost the, the not only the conviction, but the passion and the desire of the time that you were spending with her. I mean, that's what a beautiful way to to focus on pieces that are really beautiful in life. I think that oftentimes as an entrepreneur, we tend to get a little bit like tunnel visioned. You know, when I when I pick up a cup of coffee, I think about who dug the first fields of of coffee beans? Why did they decide to put them into water? And how taking that risk and that courage of, of being pointed at and probably said like you're crazy or something else like you know it's probably a lot different back then. But you know, and then being able to start farming in that space, and you know what kind of sacrifices they made, what kind of blood, sweat, and tears were yielded to to make a cup of coffee. And now how spoiled and and you know privileged I am that I can order my coffee from Colombia and it gets over in in like a day or two. You know, it's it's wild. We live like kings and queens nowadays. So so in that kind of light, you know, I feel this like this urge to say celebrate more. But um, you know, like I feel like I want to have all these reasons to have cake. But um, you know, there there's another question here around. For other entrepreneurs, what would you say to them when they are they're feeling this yearning, they're feeling this desire to to jump into the the life of their dreams? They yearn for it, they they question it, and sometimes they stop themselves for years on end. What would you say about that part of your life? Oh my life. Oh my goodness. Because I lived that. I did that. And I would say that at times we forget, we forget. And then, but if we are truly passionate and we are, you know, we feel this, this yearning and this drawing to this, do it, just do it. Let it scare you. It's good. Do it. You know, all the doubts, try it. And it's okay as someone that tries to be a bit of a perfectionist, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to not get it right the first time. It's okay to not get it right the third time. It's okay. Hell yes. <laughs> like, you know, it's okay. Just do it. 
because when once you get it right and one and as you're getting it wrong then you can start to refocus and you can start to just adjust your vision on what does getting it right look like and it allows you to create this sweeter picture <laughs> and once you do it it's so sweet that you don't want to stop <laughs> you don't want to stop and even on the days when you're you're in tears because a cake is cracked or you dropped something and it's like oh my goodness what did I do you forget the butter <laughs> you know <laughs> it's okay <laughs> because you're doing something that you couldn't stop thinking about like I took many years of hiatus from baking cakes. I did. Cakes have always been a part of me, but I took many years where I forgot how much I love baking cakes. And now that I do it, I love it. I I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. I mean, we've made it a verb for all. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> caking, ladies and gentlemen, caking. Um, I, I think that's amazing because I think that when we live in that world of packaging up our passion, it's almost like how did how did you feel at that stage of your life? Which one? When you packaged it up, when you weren't baking, when you weren't dreaming about cakes, when you weren't celebrating. Yes. Oh. I still felt I felt content. I think is probably the best way to put it. I felt content with where I was. And when you remember that life isn't about contentment. Life is about celebrations. You know, that was the difference for me because it's not like things were bad. It's not like I wasn't feeling somewhat fulfilled. You know, I was, I was coaching, I was volunteering, I was involved with my family, I was traveling, I was doing the things that I thought were important to me, which they still are. All of those things are very important to me. But I realized I was suppressing something that was also very important to me. And so I went from being content to now living a, a daily celebration. <laughs> and that's what cake does for me. And that's what I, I love being able to introduce to others is how cake can be a daily celebration. You know, we, we think of cake in the form of big, elaborate, like, pieces, or we think of them as, you, know, you only have it for your birthday, or you only have it for an anniversary, or you have it, you know, at the repast of a funeral in, in grief. You know, you have it after a bad day, and maybe it's right before or after a bubble bath. But truthfully, cake can be a daily thing. And it can be about celebrating. And honestly, sometimes there's celebration in the sadness. <laughs> like, yeah. like, when really you good. find, like, what is the thing that brings you your joy? You you go towards it. You, you want it. You long for it. And if it's only a spoonful of a jar, then it's a spoonful of a jar that you get to look forward to. Because those things we deserve daily celebrations like we don't celebrate ourselves and our lives and the things that we are doing enough I've realized that we are constantly critically evaluating what we're doing and if we're doing enough and how we're doing it and you know setting goals that are high and far and 
than beating ourselves up if we haven't reached them when we expected to reach them. But did we ever stop and reevaluate how realistic those things are with the process that we're going? You know, sometimes we have to provide it's like extra deadlines. Sometimes we have soft deadlines. And I think at times we operate in such a hard deadline space that we forget that you deserve a celebration. <laughs> Preach, lady. That is beautiful. It's something that I I try to connect my clients to on a daily basis because life is a variety of experiences. It's not a variety of wins. It's a variety of, of celebrating the experience of the fact that we are a perishable item ourselves. And um, we are not going to exchange that for a paycheck or a deadline or a goal. You know, we're, we're not going to wait for that to experience. That's what I really hear you saying that instead package up that celebration on a daily basis and take a bite out of winning life, even if it's just a spoonful. I love that. I love that. My whole heart on that is just like wrapped up because, you know, in many ways, as you're listening to this podcast, you know, maybe there's something that you aren't celebrating. Maybe there's something that you really want to celebrate, or maybe you're thinking, man, Maybe I can just celebrate this month or getting to even just December in 2022. You know, I think that sometimes we don't balance this appreciation with revealing our embodiment of joy. Uh, we just should all over ourselves. And I, I just love the way that you are expressing that, babe. That's beautiful. So you you are in front of a wall right now inside of one of your locations so so you did mention that you're in pennsylvania you're also in in ohio you had a wedding in, in maryland she does weddings she she ships nationwide but there's a wall behind you can you tell me about this wall yes oh my goodness so this wall is my gallery wall and it has just these large pictures of my family of my immediate family so <laughs> so talking you through the wall over my shoulder here we have a picture of my grand my maternal grandparents and the anniversary cake that my mom made now and they are they are i'm going to interrupt here for a second because she may not point this out but she they they are holding hands in this picture <laughs> cutting this cake the cake is like the center of this picture and they are just lighted in love. Now, which anniversary is this? Oh, I wish I remembered. I don't know. Okay. And um, but it's not their first. This looks like it. Okay. <laughs> so my my grandparents were married. Oh my goodness, Jane and Pop Pop got married when they were young. I remember my grandmother telling me my Pop Pop wasn't even seventeen years, wasn't even eighteen years old. When they got married his grandmother his mother my my grandma lily had to drive north from north carolina to sign the papers to allow him to get married because my grandmother was slightly older than him <laughs> yeah he was robbing the cradle he wasn't even legal <laughs> but that was the love of her life and oh my god oh my goodness they spent at least the the next 60 years together like yeah yeah, before Pop Up passed away. And yeah, so that this this picture, I remember I had this vision of what this, what my consultation room would look like, what my cake studio could look like. And I 
I wanted pictures of my family in love and with cake and you know that was important for me to capture and so this is the, the start it the start of the gallery wall and then, <laughs> and then uh like going further over you have my mother and that big beautiful wedding cake you know and that is the cake that at times like I've posted a picture of a cake similar with mom on my personal Instagram. And I remember the DMs and the comments of like people I went to school with or like relatives or all sorts of people from my community that would tell me, I think that's my parents' wedding cake. I'm pretty sure your mom did my parents' wedding cake. And it's so funny because now you have like 10 and 15 people claiming the same wedding cake, you know? <laughs> and it's just that is truly a sign of this was mom's signature cake. And then a little further over, you can exactly see it. Um, we have a picture of my grand, my paternal grandfather. And he's on the, this frame is split between two pictures. So I didn't have a picture of my grandparents in the kitchen together, but I found a picture of my paternal grandfather and he's in the kitchen and it's the kitchen that I grew up in. It's the kitchen that we had family gatherings in every year where all the like all the cousins and all the aunts and uncles and their great grandchildren would come back to this home. And everyone is just staying in this home for this extended family reunion. And that I felt so special to have a picture of my grandfather in an apron do like cooking for for his loved ones. And then below it, you have a picture where my, my my father, his big smile is beaming and his arms are out. And he's like, it's almost like he's saying ta-da or surprise or whatever it may be. And you have my grandmother who's just like, oh my goodness. I can only imagine the words coming out of her mouth as she holds up this African garb because, oh. and my grandfather's like in the corner, you can already see that he's wearing his and it looks like he's looking in a mirror to like check himself out. And then my brother is in the background playing with his Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, it's a picture that I love because it just shows the joy and the love of my family. And so story around the African garb, my grandfather really wanted to go to Africa. And so my father in this moment, my mother, who was when taking the picture, they were gifting them with an opportunity to experience Africa. And so, <laughs> so you know, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is this is love, this is family, this is, this is, you know, what makes me me and what I pour into these cakes every time. And then going over to, there's another wall and then you'll have a picture, another picture of my mother with this big, beautiful cake, very similar to this cake, by the way, <laughs> but <laughs> this big, beautiful cake. And then you have my brother standing in front of the table, in front of the cake, as my mom is putting this, putting these final touches together. And he, you know, he's so cute. He looks like he was, you know, maybe around like three to four years old. And he's pointing with pride at his mama's cake. <laughs> like, you know, that, because that is so important. You know, family is so important. And then next to this frame, you have another split picture where I am, it's my mom's not in the, and it's not in the frame, 
but it's her cake is in the frame and I'm I'm a young tot she told me I think I was about two or three and you can see as I'm trying to do the things that she was doing and I'm like trying to rearrange some florals on the cake and she would always ask me what are you doing are you touching the cake and I would always I would say I'm helping or <laughs> I'm fixing it <laughs> whatever it was you know she would tell me and so it's just so precious to see that, you know, I, <laughs> this was, these moments were captured and like cake is just, it's, it's a part of our legacy and it's truly who, who I am. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing too, guys. I don't, you can't see the pictures that I'm looking at, but I'm telling you that the level of passion in these cakes, I'm going to figure out a way to, to highlight this, even if it's just on the cover photo of the podcast, but like, being able to see this cake is just astounding being able to see that this is something that she coined as a hobby um makes no logical sense to me and it really speaks to the way that we as women embody something that we're passionate about and we're creatively called toward as a birthright and as a legacy and as a destiny and when we are called toward that in love it can be laborious it can be time consuming it can be defeating at times it can be uh questioning every aspect of your existence at times but when you have that commitment that vivaciousness of love toward connecting that legacy and that impact into everything that you do i mean the fact that you allow your clients to come into a world that is truly your world i mean this is the center of your heart and that really speaks to the way that you have embodied this love into your cakes, babe. I mean, it's such a beautiful thing to witness. I mean, ever since I've known you from the very big, our first conversation was centered on cake. I remember that. But like, it was such a random piece that I was like, that was really interesting. And it just kind of stuck in my head. But I never thought that you were going to go toward a direction of cake. So guys, candidly, while I was kind of scrolling through Instagram, I see this cake. And I'm like, God, that cake is beautiful. Like I was just very drawn toward it. And this speaks to the energy that we have inside of business, because when you have this energy of love and passion and excitement, it just infiltrates everything, even in a simple post, because this post was not like done up. It wasn't over the top or whatever. I was like, wait a second, you're doing cakes. I'm like, hold on, this is Mackenzie. I'm like, wait a second, I need, I need to talk to her. What's happening? Like, this is great. Did she quit corporate? I'm so excited. And like, I was, I blew up her Instagram and was like, I need to talk to you about this because this is just, you know, when we have these twists and these turns, I think it's such an important factor, especially now when we have so much separation. And like, we still have kind of separation because most of our life is on social media. Come on. So I think bringing people together in this warmth of understanding what we really are embodying is such a beautiful thing to the point that even my Dexter is agreeing with me. I mean, that's like, he's like preach, you know? Um, I, I think that's such a beautiful thing, Mackenzie. It's such it's such a way of, of honoring where you come from, what you're about, but it's really genetically inside of you. I mean, I don't think it's possible for you not to bake a cake um thank you in a time of celebration i feel like you would just i don't even know if if you'd even have all the ingredients i know for a fact you would absolutely put together a cake uh, because that's just who you are um 
tell me about that piece. Like, is there any pressure from the perspective of legacy? Do you see it that way? Or do you see it as just like a birthright and a calling? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. <laughs> I think I've always felt pressure of legacy. You know, it, it's something that is just so deeply rooted in me. You know, my, my father constantly was reminding was constantly reminding me, constantly reminding my brother, you know, around legacy and I didn't understand it initially. And so I felt pressured. And at times, you know, you you feel like you're cracking under pressure. And but now it's just this evolvement and this growth where I take pride in it. I find joy in it. And you know, when I'm testing and experimenting and things don't go right or, you know, if I'm having a time and I'm like, oh, I should have had more orders or I should have made more cake. And it's like, okay, we've learned next time. <laughs> you know, what did you, what can you do better next time? You know, maybe you should have marketed this way, or maybe, you know, you should have contacted or followed up with someone from here or, you know, and it's okay. It's all, I've realized that it's all about learning and taking the lessons that you learn through the journey. And so I tried, we all have pressure. We all feel pressure. It's going to happen. It's how you view the pressure. And so, you know, thankfully, since I experienced pressure so early in life, you know, and not just through my father, I don't want to paint this picture that he was this like, you know, stern person and, you know, you have to do this, but, you know, we experience pressure, you know, when you're in honor classes, you have this expectation when you are, you know, on a sports team, there's pressures and, these are all things that you experience and that I've experienced. And so I taking those lessons from each element of my life and, you know, just allowing that to then help. <laughs> it's all about where, like my health and it's my lifeboat and the resource. And so I don't view it so much as pressure. Although I, I do get anxiety at times, you know, you get a little tightness in your chest, but <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe you close your eyes, you reground, maybe like when I'm going down a mountain and I'm feeling pressure <laughs> from the fear of getting to the bottom <laughs> off of the skis, you know, I sing a song <laughs> and, and then I just, I find that center and that peace and I keep going. <laughs> that's how I do it <laughs> oh I just love that babe that that is like that is the way that I envision you I mean she has always been guys the person that is the first to say I'll help you or the first to say I'll send something to you even though it's a little bit weird when you're sick or something happens and she's like I'll send you cake and you're like huh will cake help me in this I think it will I think cake is going to help me here but I think it's such a beautiful thing because like the fact that you're making everything from scratch the fact that you are even making the tasting experience from scratch where you're incorporating other flavors and you're like, hey, try this together. Maybe this will open up something else. You're really creating this artistry of an experience of love and celebration and what their legacy and tradition is going to be from that moment that they decide that you are making their wedding cake to every anniversary that they ever have. Because I feel like you would be the person that says, okay, so we have anniversary cakes then that go every year because don't freeze that stuff. Like, I, I don't see you saying like, freeze that. What's, what's your opinion on that one? <laughs> I think I'm going to disappoint you here. <laughs> really? You freeze well. 
I, yes, I believe in freezing cake. I do. I know. I know. I know. Hear me out. Hear me out. I do. I believe in freezing cake, but here's why. Because you can freeze cake. And if you take the time and you package it correctly and you put a little effort into packaging your cake, and if your cake is made correctly the first time, <laughs> then you can freeze it. I love that. You can eat it later. <laughs> oh, and, I love that. And like, I grew up on frozen cake. Like my mother would freeze some of her cakes and we would take them out and we would have them later. And I, you know, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. And I'm like, no way, no way, you know, but it's a thing. And even like to send the jars, those cakes are frozen. Wow. You make the cake, you build the jars, I freeze them. And so that way everything is locked in. It's super safe. And then they're shipped in the insulated packaging with the cooling systems. So when they get to your door, you can enjoy it right there, nice and fresh, or you can pop it back in the freezer and save it for later. Oh my God. That's amazing. I love, I love too, the way that she said, uh, she kind of just snuck that in there just as like a side part of like, um, if it's made correctly, um, that, that really speaks to the type of quality that of quality ingredients you use, the type of the dedication that you have, how much you've tested this. It's not forced. It's made from scratch and love, and it is ready to, to withstand the tests of whatever, um, and that's that really speaks to what kind of quality pieces you put together, babe. That's that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you know, so for my my wedding couples, I do give them instructions with pictures and graphics, so they understand if I'm not the one packaging their cake that they want to save and preserve, they know how to do it. Well, ladies, we have a, so we have an 86% engagement rate behind the scenes of our coaching. And so for the ladies that are getting married, I'm just going to say she's my wedding cake person. Um, and I'm unwaveringly committed to that. And so, um, don't be Jay, don't be jealous. (laughs) Just letting you know, probably should hit her up before she hits like Cedric level, because I can see you refining this craft over and over again. You've already have two locations. You're shipping nationwide, babe. What a feat. Do you feel proud of yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Hell yes. Hell yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's yes. Yes, I do. Time and time again, you know, I do. And not just content, not just content, not just content. My wildest heart is overjoyed. And (laughs) my wildest heart is overjoyed and I am constantly exploding internally with sprinkles. I am, (laughs) I am, I just, yeah. I, I did not imagine that I would be doing what I'm doing with cake. Like, and it's so, you know, just thinking on, I had a teacher that was inspiring me to do a business plan like early in like, you know, high school. And I remember doing my business plan around having a cupcakery. And I was adamant that I was going to have a cupcakery. And, you know, it's just unbelievable that now I have my full blown cakery. 
But I have to just tell you guys, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit woo. I'm, I'm pretty woo. That's not true. I'm very woo. Um, and so as she said that, it's been raining all day with like this gray, like brown kind of look outside. And I swear to God, <laughs> this moment that she was saying this, there's light streaming in through my, through my blinds right now. I mean, it's, be, it just like totally blossomed in light. And I think that really speaks to the way that the universe responds when you are wildly committed to the destiny of your life, you know, when you are in that space and you're moving toward it, sometimes you're going to get this pushback. And what I heard from you, babe, is to just celebrate every step of the way, every threshold, every crossing through, every every single experience of that journey, with a spoonful of cake. So we're all going to order a bunch of um, cake jars. I'm really excited about this. Um, I feel like I need to order some champagne with it because I feel like they would go together well. Um, and yeah, I'm so honored to to have and share this space with you, Mackenzie. Any other thoughts or pieces that you would like to add to our listeners before we say adieu? Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me a space in your platform to share my story and my love and the legacy of my family. I I am so, so thankful for this opportunity. And to the listeners, thank you for taking the time and allowing me uh, in your space and you're know, really just taking hold of my story. And I, I wish you well, I wish you cake and I wish you love. <laughs> How can our listeners find you? My whole heart is going to like turn into <laughs> also sprinkles. I love this. Um, how can they find you? Where do they find you? How do they find cake? Where do they go? Yes, yes. Um, so we are on Instagram and Facebook, Simply Frosted Cake. There, it's just one continuous word, Simply Frosted Cake. And through those platforms, uh, you can, there's a link in every bio for you to submit your cake inquiries and your cake orders. And yes, that is how you can get in contact with me. We have a website that is under construction. So don't worry, you can still access me through those two platforms. And my email is also connected there, which is hello at simplyfrostedcake.com. <laughs> that email made, made my heart like just flutter when she first sent it to me. I was like, of course, that's your email. I love that. All of that's going to be added to the comment section of the show please check her out, give her a follow, give her a couple likes, give her a shout out. Let me know what really unearthed in you around this story. I'm so curious to hear from each of you guys, you know, how this uplifted or shifted or maybe pivoted your, your viewpoint on, on whatever is going on in your life right now. But Mackenzie, you're such a joy and it was such an honor to share. Um, I am so, so, so excited. So thank you so much, babe. Thank you.